Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright Presents Comic Book Calvacadia 2020. Man, we're going to have some fun this month. Every episode in May, every day in May, there's going to be a brand new episode. It's going to be a mini review of a comic book movie. Yay, can't wait, hyped. So it's going to cover the gauntlet. It's going to be loads of MCU stuff. There's going to be some DC stuff probably. Uh, might be some off stuff. There's going to be Flash recaps of Flash Season 2 every Tuesday. Um, so it's going to be four or five of those, depending on how many Tuesdays are in May. But it's going to be tight, because they've all got a week off. Yay! Anyway, this is the intro comic for Cavcadia. So you hear this every day of the week, and then you'll hear an intro for the movie that I'm covering that day. Or TV show. Ooh, scary! Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. Hey, it's May 6th, and it's time for everyone's favourite Marvel movie, I, I'm guessing from what I've heard online. The Avengers, the culmination phase one of the movies in a big giant team-up movie. And yeah, so Avengers, just for some context, I did not care for this when it came out. Very much at all. As I'm very disappointed. I don't know what, why anymore, really. I guess it's mostly because I think that they didn't quite make the movie I want them to make. It's very egotistical, I know, I know, but, you know, I am a very egotistical guy. I make, I'm a podcast creator, so of course I'm e- egotistical. But, yeah, I mean, I just remember feeling like it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And, you know, in retrospect, I say in that retrospect, the longest podcast, as you probably worked out by now, I think it was just hipster i guess i'm very bit of a contrarian in general when it comes to movies i try not to be but i am slightly smug and it took me a while to realize that two things one even if it wasn't the movie i wanted it made a lot of money made a lot of people happy and two if they made the movie i wanted it would not made 1.8 billion dollars or whatever made at box office so i think they made right call and i do remember you know being less bitter about it years went on so and i saw a few weeks ago and enjoyed it so why enjoy it in context of what's been happening at the moment with the watching all marvel movies i don't know i'm gonna give it a try anyway so this is my review of the avengers may 6th 6th day comic book calvacadia almost a week wow crazy anyway 6th day of comic book calvacadia 2020 and the avengers review is coming up i've brief work for my sponsor because i fucking love money so, the Avengers then. Um, yeah, wow, what can you say other than they stuck the goddamn landing? I mean, I didn't think so at the time, as I said in my previously preview recap intro thingy, but they really stuck the goddamn landing. This was um, on rewatch after watching the other movies in sequential order. This was the season finale, trend all season finales, or phase finales, you were. The other movies were designed to be somewhat standalone, but they all beat perfectly to this movie and culmination with a bunch of character arts and also set up for the future. I cannot possibly give this movie enough praise. It is especially, once again, I say in retrospect, it is the brilliance of Marvel Studios that they managed to combine all of these disparate elements and make the most comic booky comic book movie of all time. I, I'm genuinely, I'm kind of speechless. I mean, I've seen this movie so many times, but I envy it after having, you know, gone through in order. Uh, by envy it when Iron Man grabbed the 
nuke. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And the one shots and the action and the camaraderie and the things. Oh, it's, and the, the unintentional foreshadowing is set up for later on. It's a movie which pays off an entire, like, four, four years of Sigma? Yeah, it's because Iron Man came out in 2008. Four years of Sigma pays off. And then set shit up. Like, it has loads of sporting characters and all that. I mean, oh, it's crazy. Now, the key question is, was it movie I would have made? Or is it movie I'd make? And I'd be like, like I said in the intro too, no, it's not. I would have just gone full strength, crazy, batshit insane. And probably a little surreal. But that's the entire point. They make the perfect movie for everyone not just you know hipster people like me who like horror and that sort of thing you know they make the perfect movie the perfect gateway movie because you can watch this as a standalone movie and it makes sense or you can watch it with some of the other movies and it makes even more sense it is something marvel would come do less in future movies because they start realizing that people are on bandwagon and that they can actually freight it as a proper serialistic ongoing franchise because as your next phase isn't quite that extent. I mean, Captain America 2, you need to watch before Avengers Age Ultron. But from phase the end, phase 2 onwards, you need to see all of this shit to understand what's going on. Because they don't... It's it's like, a re, it's like a race at that point. They start doing a sprint, and it's like, if you can't keep up, you're not going to win race. But how do you really put across who the best actor or best character in this one is because everyone gets something to do. Captain America gets his readjustment to modern ways. Bruce Banger gets... Bruce Banger, Mark Ruffalo, was probably most prof because he has to come from ground up and make a character. Jeremy Renner at least had the um, cameo in four, you know, to give him something to work with. Mark Ruffalo literally has to come up from scratch and take on Ed Norton's mantle. I know I wasn't going to recap Ed Norton's Hulk, but we talked about briefly. It's an okay movie. It sort of was fit with material, but you do get the impression one of the best things going forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, namely the friendship between Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. I don't think it would have worked with Ed Norton and Rob Downey Jr. I don't think their styles of acting mesh perfectly. I think it would be serviceable, but the banter between Ruff Lau and down Jr. is perfect in this movie. He just hits the ground running to create the best version of Hulk. And the nicest thing is it gives them it gave them a lot of leeway to work with. I think that's what all the actors in this movie do. They have such good chemistry and they're so safeless with each other in terms of giving and taking. No one's trying to dominate the entire movie. You know, everyone gets their own little cat rock, everyone gets stuff to do, everyone gets something cool to do. I'm sure you can make point at times of how they're on screen. Probably some have more lots more than others and some have Come bottom barrel, Beth one makes a good job of what they have when they have it. For example, four, I think probably that's because he shows up in the movie the latest, probably that's the least amount of screen time. But you've got stuff with Loki, you've got his cat development from four movie already. He's had a lot of development from movie to movie, and that's true of all of them. They all seem vastly different already than they did at the start of their own origin movies. Obviously, Black Widow and Hawkeye don't didn't have an origin movie, but at the same time, they get lots to work with. And in some ways, this is Hawkeye's origin story. Because in comic books, he was bad and then became good. And in this movie, he's good, but becomes bad, but becomes good again. And what, 
I know it's a lot to say about Joss Whedon currently, you know, and over the last couple of years, how he's um, uh, not necessarily the nicest man, how he treat his wife poorly, how he, um, how phrase this, how he might have exploited his position to sleep with younger women on his shows. And, I mean, I'm not, I'm not defending Joss Whedon, you know. I don't think anything he did in that regard was right. I think it's an exploitation power to sleep with people who are, like, lowering totem pole on your list, in, if, especially if you're offering them favours or if you're beefing up their parts or something like that. That's exploitative. But he is a really, really, really good writer and director. And while his movies might have some problematic aspects, he knows how to make movies. Or did, um, I'll get just the later this month, no, he did, any rate, know how to make movies, and he made a beast of movie here, and while it's sad to see how far he's fallen, even at the time I didn't necessarily enjoy this movie, it blew my mind, guy who was making, like, these shows like Buffy, Vampire Slayer, Angel, and one favourite TV shows of all time, Firefly, was now in charge of the biggest franchise on the planet, the Avengers, and he's st- still ending, he does a really good job, I mean, it's not, he's writing for grown-ups more than he has before, because he's not trying to be so cutesy of dialogue, it worked in some things, I don't think it'd work here, but I think it's also the fact that he's been challenged by people like Robert Down Jr., who is the anti-complacent, Robert Down Jr. loves naturalistic dialogue, and having scenes like with him and Pepper, where it feels like really real and grounded and a bit weird, and it seems like they all challenged Joss Whedon and Creative Committee challenged Joss Whedon and the Kevin Feige challenged Joss Whedon. And as a result, we got Joss Whedon firing all senders, realising this was his chance to go down in cinematic history. And in theory, getting a movie he wanted greenlit, although that really didn't really happen. No, this is just a stunning movie on every possible regard. Is it best version of movie it could be made? I think so. I think you probably could make movies look better in parts, but I think it's an all-round package. This is definitely the Ric Flair of the um, uh, comic book franchises. I mean, uh, personally, stuff like Batman Returns, I kind of gravitate more to in terms of being a movie which works for me and my particular interest in stuff like that. And there were Marvel movies which might be more fun, or more serious, or more grounded, or more dramatic, but nothing does as well as this one does. This is the all-round, this is the Mario of superhero movies, and I deeply regret my attitude at times not enjoying it, because, good goddamn, I've seen how bad DC screwed the pooch on superhero movies, this is the, this is the Mona Lisa, or to paraphrase Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2, this is the ex-wife of Marvel Cinematic Movies. Yeah, no, brilliant. And just not enough praise can be thrown on it for them sticking landing, because this must be a nightmare in every possible regard to shoot, especially if Joss Whedon, because this was... Serenity was his first movie he wrote and directing. It's a brilliant movie. But this is first time in Marvel Cinematic Universe that someone's written and directed their own movie. And I'm sure he had the base to go off, but he's... The amount of stuff he added that still kicked life into the franchise. I mean, especially after the Incredible Hulk, Joss Whedon really just went ground up with Hulk and thought, right, he needs to have a character arc. He can't just be, you know, 
we can't just go the he's angry, he's not angry, he's angry, he's not angry thing. He gave these characters a future. He looked ahead while making a, a complete movie in its own regard. So it can't give enough praise. Five out of five, fantastic, amazing, brilliant, superb, spectacular, astonishing, marvellous, mighty even. <laughs> Infamous, you could say. No, def- no, five out of five, fantastic, best one so far. And seeing these in order has really improved the experience. And I'm very much looking forward to watching the um, Iron Man 3 tomorrow. See if that is better than Wizard Sigma. Anyway, until tomorrow, remember, life is beautiful.